All right, so um, the last two weeks were basically introductory classes. Not here yet. And, and let's start Pashat going through the seven. There's no doubt that it is of tremendous meaning that when the Gemara is looking for a scriptural source for each one of Sodom, Miriam, Devoid, Chana, Abigail, Chod, and Esther, how do we know that they were Nevi'os? The source, without doubt, will give us insight into what they were channeling into the world, what they are inspiring us till today with their prophecy. Still going. All right. So let's go. So Sodom. How do we know that Sodom was a Nevi'im? Now, just a little bit of, of background over here. Terach, who was the father of Avram. Who knows Avram's mother's name? Amsa'e Bas Karnavel. Wow. wow, okay, that was sharp. So Terach, very good. And Amasloi, they had three sons, as is recorded in the Torah. Just parenthetically, when the Torah records that they had children, it never means that there weren't others. The Torah records that the three children were Avram, that was his first name, Nachoir, and Haran. The Torah also records that Haran had three children. Who knows the three children of Haran? Lloyd was Haran's son, and he was also the father of Milka, which later became a woman's name, Malka, but it's called Milka, and Yiska. Yiska is Sarai. It's interesting. No, nephew, 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 uncle and niece, uncle and niece, uncle and niece. In other words, when you read about that, how Avram, how he basically adopted Lloyd, and he adopted Lloyd. This is already, I think Rashi even brings it. Rashi brings it that when he was challenged by Nimrod, either bow to the idol or or I'll throw you into the furnace. He didn't only challenge Avram. Avram by then had many Hasidim. He challenged everyone. Who had the courage to say, I'm, I'm going to go until the end with my truth? Avram. And he threw him into a furnace. And people witnessed the miracle. When they witnessed the miracle, his brother Haran, his future father-in-law, said, I'm with him. And, and Nimrod threw Haran into the furnace. And Nimrod got burned to death. Whatever the message of the story is. But just to know that, that, that step in history, Avram felt almost responsible for the fact that, that Haran's children were fatherless. And he adopted Lot. And it took a lot for him to say goodbye to Lot. And Avram lost by being close to Lot. That's not the class for today. So like him saying that Sarah was his sister, wasn't that far off? That's exactly. That's when he said Sarah's his sister is Emes. Because it's Emes for an uncle to call their niece a sister. It used to be that people would marry their relatives. It's a mitzvah, theoretically, for people to marry their relatives. Obviously, there's, there's a certain closeness that's prohibited by the Torah. And then the closest relative that one is allowed to marry is uncle and niece, not the other way around. Aunt and nephew is prohibited by the Torah for whatever reason, and uncle and niece is the closest that one could be. And it, Cousin it, is more removed, just to get the closeness. Uncle and niece is mamish, 
it's 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 yichud, right? Um, it's considered yichud, right? Well, any of anyone whom you are allowed to marry is one with whom you can have yichud bidiyok bidiyok. In other words, a sister that one cannot marry, a mother, or father. So then, there's no yisur yichud. Since you can marry your niece, many people marry their nieces. It's not that. Weird. And the first one was was Avram. He married his niece. There was a great rav from Germany that's called the Chassid, Rabbi Yehuda the Chassid. People normally associate Hasidim to Eastern Europe, which is generally correct. Rabbi Yehuda HaChassid was a great German Mekubal who wrote a book. In there, he recorded certain uh, asks that he made of his descendants. It's called Sabaas Rabbi Yehuda HaChassid. Many things are completely beyond us. Don't polish your shoes the day that you travel. And I can go on and on, like all these statements, it's Alpi Kabbalah. One of the things he writes to his descendants is that they should not marry their relatives. Being that we always knew, he writes, that marrying close relatives on the physical world is not healthy for the offsprings. There are many machlas that the one attracts when there isn't that diversity of the, of the, of the, gene, of the gene pool. And he writes on by saying that when people married purely, L'shem Shamayim, God protected us from those illnesses. And already eight or nine hundred years ago, whenever he left, he felt that people, even though they married their niece, because it's a mitzvah. But there's also, because they like her, and he's not criticizing that, he's just saying it's not pure L'shem Shamayim, and that type of protection is no longer there. And therefore, many people nowadays, Dafka don't marry their relatives. But yet, you should know amongst um, many big families of Sfardim, they only married mamish relatives. Abbasaras only married their cousins. By our Abayim, they married, not first cousins, second cousins, but they were looking to marry because there was a mitzvah. I don't want to get too far off, but the reason why there's a mitzvah to marry a relative, and that's particularly uncle and niece, going back to what you said regarding Avram Avinu not saying a lie, not just because to save life, is because there is a mitzvah for a couple to love each other. It's a mitzvah in the Torah. And a person has a natural love towards one's siblings. Even though many families, when kids are younger, you're watching your kids fighting. If you remember, maybe you also many families have that. It's not a shkaita. When people get older, there is a beautiful connection and ahava between siblings. And particularly between a man and his sister. And the love that a person naturally has for his sister will go down to his sister's children, even more to the ahava that he has towards his brother to his children. So it's almost there's a natural, built-in ahava between a man and his niece. And I'm just giving you what Rashi says as an insight. This is not the whole reason, but that's just an insight as to there is a mitzvah theoretically. I say theoretically because today we don't do that because it's not healthy and we're not doing it L'shem Shamayim, but the first one who married a niece was Avram. He married his niece and he loved her the way he loved his sibling. And it's correct to call her a sister. And Lloyd, so now you get it, so it wasn't that, Lloyd Mamash moved into them. Lloyd was Sada's or Sarai's brother. And they both lost their parent because the parents stood up to Avram Avinu. They saw the miracle and they were expecting a miracle. Whatever that, whatever that. Where they, was their mother? Their mother was unable to raise them. I don't know mm-hmm. whether, whether she left. Mm-hmm. I would add something. I don't know. Could be the mother came along. Mm-hmm. 
could be the mother came, she's not mentioned because he couldn't deal with her, so she was there, but he just ignored her. I don't, I'm just kidding, I don't know. What is that Kimmel? No, I'm saying that we're, no, the question was practically, he married Yiska, Avram married Yiska. Avram adopted Lloyd. So they asked, okay, we know that Haran, we have this already in Nashi, Haran died. Where was Haran's wife, who was a sister-in-law, mother-in-law? I just said, maybe, maybe, maybe she also came along. Not, every, not everything has to be written in the Chumash. Could be, could be she came, she's not part of the story in the title. Just give me some context of her. So she was called Yiska. She was later called Sarai, my princess. And then ultimately she was named by God, Sarah, the princess to the world. And the word princess doesn't connote what many people imagine over here, Ad the princess, as the daughter of the king and queen. Princess means master, like Sad. Sad in, in, in Hebrew, it means a ruler. Princess as she's above the people. Mm-hmm. Not oh, the princess, like the daughter of. And one of the reasons why she was called Sarai, my master, my princess master, was because Avram acknowledged that she had more prophecy than Avram. Mm-hmm. Now, let's find the source. How do you know from the Chumash that... That, that she had. So there's, listen to this. Two reasons. Number one, what we just quoted, that when it says that Haran was the father of Milka and the father of Yiska, and Yitzchak, and Yitzchak tells us, Rabbi Yitzchak from the Gemara, that Yiska is Sarah. Why is she called Yiska? And names give us tremendous insight to the person. Says the Gemara, She's Sachasa is a certain Hebrew word of gazing or seeing. It's prophetic seeing that she had the koyach to see with Ruach HaKodesh, which is lower level of prophecy. We spoke about that last week, but already from her birth, she was born with that. She had the power of gazing. She saw that which other people don't see. Today you call this, this as a person, a psychic, a sixth sense, whatever you want to call it. And Shenemar, that we have to prove that. Where do we find in the Chumash that Sarah saw with divine inspiration? So he quotes the famous Pasik. The Torah records many disagreements between spouses, meaningful, important disagreements. And, uh, you know, just continuing to what uh, I think it was Ricky who mentioned last week, that people, I, I made the point that people imagine that the moment you become more spiritual, everything is all the same. God is the same. God is Echad. Spirituality is not sameness at all. In, in the spiritual world, there are many colors, there are many ideas, there's chesed, there's gavura. So there are many disagreements that are holy, not a disagreement between good and bad. And all of the, when the Torah records a, a machloik is between a spouse, between our patriarchs and matriarchs, it's not recording a story where one of them was wrong. The Torah wouldn't record that. No, they both had a point. One of the big arguments in which there was a point to each one was after Yitzchak was born. Don't forget, Yishmol was 13 years older than him. There was some form of behavior that Yishmol was, uh, was behaving in the home that was very unholy, connected to one of the big three or to all of the big three on some level in the home. And you know, this is the biggest challenge. And the question is, what do you do when you have two children 
and one child, let's go to Pshat. Either he was serving Ivor de Zoro, or he was involved in adultery, or he was a murderer. And it wasn't something that he was hiding from the siblings. And then you have a tzaddik, a baby, a Yitzchak. And you're the mom. Happened to be that she was not the mother to Yishmael. But people misread the story. She wasn't a heartless, ah, you're not mine, you're the stepdaughter, I don't care about you, no. What do you do? Did Sorry, every... I have a few questions. Sure. Did, didn't she want to raise that child? Did Sarah want to raise? Sarah not only wanted to raise, Sarah was a partner in raising Yishmael until the birth of Yitzchak. Not only wanted to. I'm not even going to go right now, how did that happen? Well, she, she said, married this woman and she's going to raise the children. Yes, 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 she did. Okay, fine, fine. So Yishmael was a child to Sarah. And here comes a parenting challenge that everyone has. This is a biblical challenge. What do you do when there are two children and, and one of them, this behavior is so at the time un, not okay that it could affect the other one? Hmm? And there was a machlekes between Avram and Sarah, a good machlekes written in the title. Avram felt it's their responsibility to keep the chaos that Yishmol makes in the house. At least it's under the roof. At least you know what they're doing. With the hope that sooner or later you'll be of a greater influence and you'll help Yishmol. Now, who will pay a price? Yitzchak. He'll be exposed. And it's not that he'll pay a price. It's not that they thought that Yitzchak will, mamash, God forbid, mimic. But it lowers the standard in the home. What do you do right now if, God forbid, one child decides they're not keeping Shabbos? And the other children keep Shabbos? Any other challenge? So no, you're, you're the mom or you're the father. What do you do? No, one second. So just to know that Avram said we're keeping Yishmael. Avram says we're keeping him in the house. Not Hefker. He wasn't Hefker. I'm keeping him in the house because that's what God wants from us. To look. Yishmael here was 13 years old. Is that when it started? His, like, no, it didn't his start then, but until they had Yitzchak, then it's a whole different ballgame. You know, it's as negative as Yishmael was, if he won't be of influence, which is something that we have to take into account, how will this influence the other siblings, then of course the parents' responsibility, that was a given. A murderer, they were not going to expel him. At least the Torah doesn't say, ah, you're, you went across that line, you're not my kid, get out. No, the problem was Yitzchak. The problem was Yitzchak. And that was Sarah's argument. Not that he crossed the red line and we have to disown him because he did the worst. A parent, no one should be challenged to have a child that becomes a murderer, God forbid, but you're the parent. Your achrayis is to do what you could to help your child. But now that there's a Yitzchak, Sarah was the one, and there was only one alternative. It sounds cruel to get rid of him. By the way, they were not going to make him homeless, just to make it clear. To send Hagar back to Egypt, just to make that clear. In other words, sometimes the conclusion is, why don't they call them here boarding homes? I know Utah's filled with them. Uh-huh. Many people send people there. They say, listen, Rehab. huh? Rehab? Yeah, some sort of, but, but will you live there? Right. No, it's... Schools. Boarding schools. Boarding schools. The part of a boarding schools is not that the parents, no one is disowning their children. What they are saying is, is that even if theoretically our home, theoretically, is the ideal place, even when the parents know what they're doing, 
the parents will have the best influence, but there are other kids involved. And, 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 and until we get through to the child that needs that special attention, other children will be exposed to their sibling doing things that we would prefer them not even knowing exists, much less seeing a sibling engaged in. And, and God, so Sarah said he, he has to go out. Avram Avinu said he has to stay in. So what do you do? So what do you do? So whenever you have such a machlekes, I'm just saying, every case is a case. But look at the story. So the rule is, is that you go to the third party. Who is the best third party to go to? God Almighty. But they didn't know he existed at that point. Sure they did. No, they Avram already knew. Yeah, yeah. Now what happened here was the following. Listen. It wasn't that God says, well, I hear your point of view, and here again, this is what you got to do. God said these words, everything that Sarah tells you. Listen to her voice. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> and the says, you know what that means? That means that she had a level of nevuah. So she because, because, because if she would not... No, it's when you have two human beings debating... In most cases, in most cases, sometimes one is right, sometimes one is wrong. Why not intuition? Huh? Why not intuition? Not enough for this, but this is not enough intuition. That's a part of what I want to speak about. You know, these are the big questions. What do you do with this? This is such a real question. And both parents were holy people. And here your mama shaft, like when people ask, why do Hasidim have a Rebbe? Because there are certain things that a human being cannot get to the Emmas. You, you, you can't know. How can you know? Now, if you don't know how to, how to get that answer, you have to do the best you could. You can't just say, then you fight it out, debate it out, go get advice. You know, everyone has to figure out to do the best they could. But when you have access to God, now God could have just responded. In this case, he has to go. God didn't say that. And God said something very radical. Everything that Sarah tells you, everything, that it must be, that's the conclusion, is because she was connected to Nevoah on such a madrega more than Avraham Avinu. So she will always channel the will of God. I'm not, I'm not debating, I don't mind the word intuition, but it's more than what we would call intuition because our intuition is tainted by our own subjective desires. And let me just, this is so... What is the MS, basically? Her, her, what she felt. That her MS, by her, was of a level of prophecy greater than Avraham. And whenever she would take an opinion, she was the ultimate Tigeres HaKadosh. Just ask her. Wow. A- ask her. That's what, that's what Hasidim do with the Rebbe. Do you think that bothered Avraham? No, that was great. Fakir, that's why he called her Sarai. You're my master. Wow. You're my princess. Again, not my princess... That he was Makabo, perfect. Now, now, by the way, he had he was able to communicate to God. But like we said, when he when you become a prophet, you lose your senses. He didn't need to go into a state of prophecy in order to know what to do. Whenever there was a, something of significance, you want to know what God wants. So a great tzaddik will channel the will of God, and during their lifetime, the great one was Sarah. So she didn't prophesy that she would have a son before Ishmael was born? No. So not only that, not he nor she, and they, and they only received it through a malach. As, as the Torah writes the story, a prophet doesn't have to mean that everything that they do is with prophecy, but everything, every, God told Avraham Avinu that every time you and your wife will have a disagreement, oh, interesting. No. and their disagreements were both 
We're speaking about two holy people. No right. one, no one was, was acting out selfishness. They were right. both trying, which is, by the way, all healthy families have that. You know, healthy parents, right. let's do the best. Like, I'm doing the best I could. It's not about me. It's about the kids. I know that. But we're tainted. But we're subjective. Right. Now, look how meaningful the story is. It could have been a story where God's response was to do an act of chesed. There's so much to learn from the story. Happened to be, I mean, they were, you don't think this was the only time they argued. And when God told Avram that everything she tells her, listen to her voice, no, it says, not listen to her. That was the message. And what God is telling Avram, it's not that she's greater than you. Each one was greater in their own way. But God was telling Avram that her voice is my voice. Her voice is my voice. You want to know what I want? So listen, listen to her voice. Why wasn't this a story where she acted out chesed? Just, I want to just, you can focus on so many things because good to know that God is not love. God is, God is one. It's amazing. The closest description we get, how does one manifest over here? It's very complicated. Look at the world. This is all a godly manifest, a big mess. But from God's perspective, it's exactly the way things have to be. There goes a krechts, including the krechts. Saying, Hashem, Hashem Echot. It happened to be that we, from where do we know that Sarah was a prophetess? From the ultimate gevura. There's nothing more gevura than for a mother to kick out her child. It takes so much gevura. It takes so much gevura. And, and we're not learning from over here that that is always the approach. God forbid. God has shown. Every case is a case. Every case is a case. We can identify with the challenge. And a human mind can only go that high. And ultimately, Avram Avinu was wrong. Avram Avinu was wrong. Why was he wrong? Because, because he was not channeling the godly will as much as Sarah was. She reached a higher level. And maybe to bring it back to the original sin, just to bring that back to appreciate over here. You think about it. What happened? God told Adam and Chavad, they're going to live forever. Live forever. If you eat from the Eitz Hadas Toivara, you will die. So how do you understand the story of Al Shad? If someone would give you an option, let's presume that your life is amazing. Okay, many people say, I don't want to live forever, I don't know. But let's make believe you're in Gan Eden and you're with the ideal spouse and the kids didn't even come yet to complain and you have Parnos of you know, you're living in paradise and, 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 and you are told, listen, option, option, you have choice. Live, Keep this forever or eat from the eight Hadas Tevera. But what was the eight Hadas? Oh, so it must have been that there was something about the eight Hadas that made it a challenge mm-hmm. to the point that they actually opted to, to do that. So, touch the words eight Hadas Tevera, which means prior to eating, they lacked Da'as of Tevera. We have to understand what that means to appreciate why they made that choice. And I want to suggest simple words, and everyone identifies with that. People want to live their life. I want to live my life. I want to make my choices. How many times did you tell your parents, or if you think you forgot, how many times your kids will tell you, even when they know you're giving them good advice, they will tell you, my choice. I don't, I'll make mistakes, and I'll pay the price, but it's mine. There's a certain amount of, I want to live my life. Before eating of the eight sadas, das means self-awareness. There was no self. No self is like you're a nevuah. 
It's not even it's not you, it's your voice. It's God is speaking to people. They said, I'll live forever, but it's not my living. There was no sense of self. There was no self-fulfillment. There was no self-accomplishment. It was just God. They, were, they, they experienced how they are an extension of God. Or, or you know what? You can have you, but it's going to be a limited amount of time. But it's going to be you. It's going to be your experience. And what they chose was to have a sense of you, sense of me. I want to make the choice. Everyone goes through that. I want to make this choice. Don't take the choice. And the wise man or woman tells them, no, 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 I'm telling you, choose that door, not the other door. And the, and the younger person says, you might be right, but I have to live. Part of life means I, I want to take responsibility for me. And that's a good thing. Well, right? that was, well, that was that's the, your journey. That was the eight Hadas Toivara. I'm not saying this in a way to make this into the horrible thing in the world, but at least it, it, people identify now with their choice. Many of us would prefer to own our choice. Give me my freedom, my freedom, my choices, even though it, I know that I'm not the smartest person. There are people that are smarter than me. But I want to live my life, not your life. If I'm always going to obey you, then I'm living your life. And before they had the sense of self, they were just obeying God. They were talking about living their life. Whatever they did was what God wanted. Wasn't that just a few hours? Okay. So do they know what eternity meant? How, how they know, they, they know, they know, they know. They never saw death before that. But they know, so they, 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 were, they were much wiser. They lost their seichel. <laughs> they, were, they were channeling God. They were connected to God. Now, just to make it clear, what happened after that sin is that we are trying to touch at times that which they had prior to it, which is to be completely objective and not subjective. That's part of our avoidance. We, we also now strive, you know, I want to have an experience where I forget about me. I don't want, I, it's not about me. How great does a person feel when they are involved in something, which is meaningful, and they're so into it that for the 10 minutes you're doing something, you say, wow, that was a great moment. I mamash forgot about me. It's TV, it's movies, it's a whole You want to get out of it, you're watching someone else's life. So, well, if you're connecting to someone else's mishragas, it's an escape. If you can tune into what God wants, ah. then you're really connected to God. So it's, uh, there's like, there's like a, a dichotomy. Like when we are completely connected to God, the man said, other man Chavez says, no, no, come on, give me some me time. But when we had me time, he says, you know what, I had enough of me. I'm fed up with me. I want to channel God. And whenever you have a question what to do, ultimately you have to connect to God. Because a human mind all these parenting classes, which are great, people should study, but every case is a case. Mamish, like, what, what, is there a rule? There is no rule. Maybe also, everything that Sarah tells her, listen, because maybe tomorrow she'll say to the opposite. You think, you think this wasn't the only time they had that struggle? It could be at a later point, they took opposite positions. Avram said to, to you know, to expel, and Sarah said to be Makarov, you don't know. At these moments, you have to be completely selfless and connected to God. Do you think that this, or is this the um, first time really, if they are, is, if Avram and Zara are the archetype of Chesed, and Yitzchak is Gvura, and the Gvura concept doesn't really come in until Yitzchak is born, is this the first act of Gvura? It's certainly a tremendous act of Gvura, I don't know if it's the first one. And when you can say that spiritually, right, the child is connected more to the mother, the son is connected more to the mother, it could be that the Koyach of Gvura he got from this, that was a trend. 
Gevura enters the world, like this energy of Gevura. Oh, for sure. Gevura comes from Bina. is a woman. Gevura is under Bina. Women are Gevura, pure Gevura. Men, ideally, in the archetype, a man is chesed without restraints. So are, like, these small wars now a balancing of Gevura? Well, Yishmal, according to Kabbalah, is chesed without any Gevura. Chesed without any Gevura. I'm not talking about Hamas. I don't even think they come from Yishmael. No? I think, I think Saudi Arabia, I think the Arabian nations. And they have a lot of Achnos Asarchim, and they have a lot of okay. Kibbut. Yeah. They, 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 they do a lot of Tzedakah. So these, these Arab wars, Palestinian wars, that's not in I don't, I don't think so. I think it's more like a Molik. It's like it's such an evil... Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Okay. How, how old was um, Yishmael when... When you're, what are you talking like? How I'm sorry. How old was Yitzchak? Yitzchak was just born. Just born. Okay. And already she was right. very concerned right. and worried. No, no. But this is exactly the, this is the parenting challenge, where where you have an older child, you have a teenager in the house. So common today. You have a child. It's not a few months old. It was a few months. Yitzchak. You can have a few years old. The child is pure. The child loves Yiddishkeit. The child loves Shabbos. And then the teenager comes and they're struggling to keep Shabbos. Right. And if they would respect the home, it's one madrega. These sometimes teenagers, God forbid, reach a point where, no, this is my home, this is my life, and uh, I'm not here right now. And I'm going to uh, be machal Shabbos on the table. God forbid, no one should know that. But I'm saying these things are things that happen. And then what do you do? One option is, listen, you're more than welcome to stay in our home. You have to abide by certain rules. And if not, you cannot stay here. That is what Shara did. Avram was saying, when you, there's never on the table leaving. Anything, one thing, kicking out is not on the table. In this case, kicking out was on the table. Not only in theory, they kicked them out. They kicked them out. He got blessing with the angels. So, with so, his mother, he got a lot of so what? Right, so what? That's a good point. So what? No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, his I would say aborting. Yeah, I want to say it like this: that that don't don't envision. Hagar was not a full-fledged mother. She was like a surrogate. She was a surrogate mother. We don't know what that means. The mother was Sarah. The oh. warm, the, the... And also, where were they going back? She came, she came from a very pagan home. She came from... There was a lot of... There was a lot, whatever Yishmael was doing, you can say, genetically, I see that. That's from your side of the family. Mom, I'm saying... Hagar's parents were murderers and they were uh, Gilaroyas. All of these sins... And you're sending him to there? Avram Avinu's son? So like if there's a tendency of these genes, you want to educate the child how not to succumb, not to send them back into the furnace. Um, Hagar converted? Or was sure. There a thing of sure she converted. So then Ishmael was a Jew. Ishmael was a, Ishmael was a, Ishmael halachically was not a Jew. Was not? No, according to the Torah, no. That's on a different topic. Okay. So Esav was, Ishmael wasn't, but Hagar okay. was a Jewish. Was, I want to say something else. Her, uh, so whatever other kids, did she have more children? Like this, after Sarah passed away. Mm-hmm. They remarried, right? Then she yeah. became the main wife. <laughs> oh, You're laughing. Sorry. All right. No, not because it, it's, it sounds because we are, we are we are we are we are putting it in the images that we have. And so her children were all Jewish, except no. Ishmael. The mother being Jewish was not what made children Jewish before the Torah was given. So she had twelve. She had twelve. Yeah, that changed by mountain Torah. Oh, wait. How many did she have? She had after Yishmael. She had twelve children, like the twelve tribes. Oh, like they were sent to the. They were sent to the east. 
Yeah. It's probably all of the Buddhas, all this is. Right. is uh, so why are so they're, they're good. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Because Sada, every... Okay, we're going to go... Ah, Not bad say like, oh... Uh, this is it. We learn these things and we have like good and then we have bad. But can we say... I always go back to But we say that like Hagar and Ishmael and all the nations they come from, can we say that they're actually good? They're just not us? They're not Jewish? And that they're actually... Everything in its core has goodness. If not, God would not make it. Even Klippa. And the question is, how do we express that goodness? How do we express the, its purpose? Which is the same thing. And whenever things are not clear, so then, like we said, most times there are good intentions, but it's being expressed in a corrupted way. So, I have a question. Yep. You're saying that, that Sarah was on a, a higher level than Abraham in her prophecy? Amat, the Gemara says it. The Gemara, yeah, the Chazal say that. Clear. Yes. So, so then why is, it, why is it so, why do we only talk about Abraham? Why did this have to be concealed? Like, like why is the woman's prophecy concealed? That's, that's number one. And number two, Hagar, I understand, was a prophet. And, I mean, she, she puts her baby down and she cries to Hashem for help. Right? And then he says to her, don't worry, your son will also be great. So, I mean, I'm sure there was a motherly love between them. No one is... Um, I, 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 I never said anything negative about Hagar, first of all. And coming back to the first point about uh, why isn't this taught, it's sure it's taught. Everyone, everyone who learns Chumash Rashi and learns Gemara knows that Sarah had a higher level of Nevius than Avram Avinu. Now, I just want to... There's a broader picture here. The broader picture, we're learning now about Nevoah, about prophets and prophetesses. But in Judaism, we don't venerate um, the witches, the psychics, and Lahavdol, Zelo Umazeh, a prophet, as much as other cultures do. Because we view a Jew like us, who has no prophecy, who barely has a drop of divine inspiration, but is doing the mitzvahs, we view that on a much higher madrega than the few people that achieve some great spiritual uh, sense. We don't, we don't venerate that at all. And more than that, even by a prophet, we are wowed not from the sixth or seventh or tenth sense of that human being. We are wowed because, like we spoke out two weeks ago, that in Yiddishkeit, the precondition to become a prophet is having tremendous amount of discipline of behavior. Judaism venerates. We put on a pedestal. We look up to. We strive for disciplined behavior. There is nothing that should inspire us more than looking at another human being and seeing how, in spite of all of the different nisyonos, they did the right thing, even if they did it once in a thousand times. We we should never be wowed by someone's spiritual gifts. It's not Judaism that. Now, when someone has that gift, we're learning about it, and we're knowing that Sarah's gift was greater than Avram's. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm not minimizing this. I just want to give a, big, a bigger, maybe, maybe you did not hear it enough, is because what we role model is, is, is good behavior. I have a very good friend. He should be well. He's probably the smartest person that I know. He's called the head by the Jews in Sao Paulo. He's a, he's a real, some people are like beyond in everything, he has an IQ like, I don't know what, like off the charts, and he's very wise, and, and, and he became almost observant. 
which would have been a very beautiful Kiddush Hashem, in my opinion. Ayid, like wealth, like whatever you look up to, this Yid was blessed with. When I left Brazil, he was already almost 80, he was in medical school. He never stopped learning. He knows like all, like almost, yeah? Young, healthy, and learning, always learning. Learning philosophy, so what happened was, is that he, he saw amongst many Orthodox Jews in Sao Paulo, how into Sao Paulo came one of those mezuzah psychics. No, nothing wrong with it. Someone had a gift that they look at your mezuzah and they know a lot about you. Wow. And what really... Wow. Is it a lot? Yeah, obviously it's a lot. But he, no, oh. it, it really upset him that, that Yidin, that are connected to Torah, venerate such a person. He says, this is what you look up to? Remember this? He says, I'll show you in Brazil by the Goyim. You have people that can communicate to the dead. You have all sorts of peoples that are gifted with this, with this potential. I'm not saying you shouldn't make use of it. He says, what I always looked up to, he looked up to from a Yid, is that their behavior, which is the hardest thing in the world. If you're gifted with the, with the spiritual sense, big deal. Big deal, don't venerate it. Use it if you need. Mm-hmm. You wanna know the future, go to a Navi. Nothing wrong with it, if, when, whenever you are allowed to, but you're looking, but people looked up to the Rebbe, not because of the uh, nevuah that the Rebbe had. No, people looked up to the Rebbe because he behaved like a Fruma Jew. That's the, that's, it's very important to be inspired by that, because that's the Ikid. The Ikid is for us to make the right choices in the little things. I have a Yetzir Hara and I have to fight it and I'm lazy and etc. And overcoming it. And most of us don't always overcome it. So most of us, once we fail, we say, eh, I'm anyways no good. When you watch a person that fell a thousand times and one time they stand up, that should blow you away a million times more than, than reading the words of a prophet. Make it clear. That's Yiddishkeit. That's ABC Yiddishkeit. Behavior mitzvahs. We call a fruma yid. We look up to our Frumayid, not because they're so uh, uh, you know, evolved people. Some Frumayidin are very simple people. They're not spiritual at all. But you know what? A person that keeps all the 613 mitzvahs, wow. That gives God nachas. Doesn't that sharpen the intuition? Maybe it doesn't give this nebuah where like, a simple person all of a sudden gets this spirit and the Shoshana's voice. Shoshana, to some people, yeah. To some people, no. To some people, yeah. Some people. I just want to put this in context. In other words, we're learning now about prophecy, and we're not minimizing it. And I'll tell you more than that. For you to be zoicha, to become a prophetess, you have to be very, you have to be an observant yid. So the wow is that precept, the bnei hanaviim, and we should we should teach that to our kids. And there are people out there. What, like, why were we not in the spell? Today you have again. He said good. You have goyim that have tremendous spiritual senses. It would never make a, a yid think. That ah maybe they have the emes no wouldn't do anything to me I'm not I'm not impressed by someone's gift at all I'm impressed by someone's power freedom of choice if anyone when you see a person that is disciplined and they and they had a tendency here especially and they worked on themselves and worked on themselves in any area take a person that that that, that has anxiety or any any area a person who is unable to speak in public and they break through that. That there's nothing greater than that, or any other. In other words, you had a challenge, you had an inner challenge, and you worked on yourself. These are not the divinely neviim. That's wow. And by the way, Sada had that, but we're not learning about this right now. In that area, I don't know if she was greater than Avram. They were both a frumayid. There's nothing wowing more than a frumayid. Nothing. 
It's so difficult to keep all of the mitzvahs all of the time. Does that bring Chochmah? It brings God into the world. Whether it brings Chochmah or not, it should bring Chochmah. And because of Golo, sometimes it doesn't in a revealed way. But we know we're not looking for the Chochmah. I'll tell you what I'm looking for. I'm looking for um, breakthrough. Like, that are, you know how like Sari and you her Chala stayed fresh and the cloud was, and she had all these miracles around her because she was like in an alignment with Hashem. She wasn't. Well, Mashiach will come, we'll all have it. <laughs> Nothing wrong with how you. How do we become aligned that we, you know, we like make the right decisions and we see clearly and we're not deluded, you know? Like, as long as we are within the framework of halacha, we're not deluded. Right. So and does that come, that like chachma? That should, that, that should come. It should come. It's not the same. Well, it's not on the same level, but like Chavi said, it's a, it's a, it's a you're in, you have intuition. So Ruch HaKoyedish, same ladder, but a couple of steps underneath. Right. Okay, we'll stop here. We're sort of God willing, we'll continue with it. You know, it's everyone. The goal of the series is to just to chop how each one of the Neviyos had, they, they, they inspired us with something. Sada inspired us that doing Gavura could be the objective role of God. Not to marry God and kindness. She's aligned with God. She's aligned with God. We have a Rebbe? I'm happy with the Rebbe. Uh, oh, but when, in, in a, like women, like so. The Rebbe. Right, okay, fine. So that's what I'm saying, but there is, th- th- that's what we have. It's like there's. Meaning to say, we have the Tara, we have, we don't have, there's no one that... Okay, uh, you know, that was you who was lit fuck. So let me say it like this. Uh, uh, it may be just to, just to have the clarity over here. That when we, we need role models. Yes. So I think we should look for two types of role models. Halavai, if they are in the same person, even better. But they don't have to be in the same person. Uh-huh. I think the most important role model we should have, that's for sure, this is Chabad Hasidus, is to have a role model of a person that has the ability of behaving correctly. Not the person that doesn't have a Yetzir Hara. That won't be a good uh, role model for me because I have a Yetzir Hara. No, it's, I, I need to have in my life someone that is like me, that has the same challenges or similar challenges, and, and I don't need them for them to be perfect. We're not looking for tzaddik. The, the fact that God gave even people like us the power to do the right choice now, that should be the most important role model that we should choose for ourselves. Now, the question is, what does God want for me to do? What does God want for me to do? That's what we're learning about. So when you have a Navia or a Navi, you have a godly person, then you have to know what God wants. And you have to know that I'm subjective. I'm, Avram Avinu was subjective. I can shout until I'm blue on my face. I'm, it's not about me. I'm doing what's best for the, for the kids. You know what? I'm subjective. I think I'm doing what's best for the kids. Um, I have my own motivations that are maybe, maybe are unconscious. Maybe they're not so unconscious. It comes a point, that's the type of role modeling. That means well, we, no, have, we look to the Rebbe. We look to the Rebbe, we look to what the Rebbe said, or we, yeah, you know, people that are not Lubavitch, they have to have a Sebo Harav. You have to have a person that is more objective than you are. Not because you are maliciously subjective, because that's the way God made us. After the faith, we are subjective. Avraham Avinu was subjective. He, 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 he concluded that the right thing is to keep everyone under the roof, and God felt otherwise. And you know what? The greatness of Avraham Avinu was that he listened to his wife. 
saying that's also to learn from. He listened to her. He was the first Jew. He's the father of all the peoples in the world. Interestingly, um, Yishmael ended up doing teshuva. Yishmael did teshuva. <coughs> so do you think it's because he was sent away? Like for sure, for sure. If he would not have been sent away, of course. I mean, we all know that that for many cases, again, mm-hmm. you can't generalize. For many cases, that gavura has a tremendously healthy effect. Mm-hmm. When a person is told that I love you, but you, this type of behavior is completely out of the house. There's no negotiating this behavior. That if you are choosing the behavior, sadly, temporarily, you're out of the house. It's such a hard balance. It's such an impossible balance. We should not be tested. Amazing. I know somebody whose parents kicked him out, and now he's grown and everything, and he said that if his parents called him and let him do everything he would not have, home, he probably wouldn't be alive anymore. He would not be alive because he was engaging. Yeah, but you hear the opposite also. But that's such a... No, right. there, are people like, that, there are people that will not do that. Right. There's a whole in parenting that you let the parent... You that's child do. Every case is a case. No, child do everything, everything. in your home. And right. You know what I mean? The concept is not ruled out in the Torah. In that case... Right. He got told, listen to Sar. So in the art times, if Madame Ramavina would never have said that the art times, that you have to, uh, you have to accept the, 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 the child in their illness. It's an illness, you can say. But it's really, it seems to me that it's not actually the child, it's the dynamic between the child and the parent. Because once Ishmael left, and he was out of that professive environment, and he was out of their um, subjective zone, and they weren't emotional about the decisions that they made, he was not able to do chuba. You know how many years it took him to make chuba? How many years? If he was 13 when he was kicked out, then he was 30 years old, he did chuba. Oh, oh gosh. So it wasn't that, it was, whole... yeah, it wasn't, it was, just make it, make it, it was real. just him, it was like his... 13 to 30 is a life, is a right. life. That means his, his, his whole young teenage years and his beginning of his adulthood, mm-hmm. just imagine one being kicked out from 13 until 30, 30. And then he came and that's home? when Islam, like that's the birth of, when he turned, is he the birth of Islam? Yes. Right? He, yeah, yeah, the, the, yeah. Okay. Well, Islam came uh, just a couple hundred years ago. It's a new religion. But, uh, so you think Sarah accepted him as soon as he tshuva and came sure, back home? Sure, Oh, they had a rela- wait, they had a relationship in the end? Sure, oh, I sure, and a relationship. And I'm saying after he did tshuva, in other words, this behavior, he needed to modify, it took him many, many years he was, he was like, you can argue the first about Shuma and But um, oh, that didn't happen with Asa. Oh, they never... I just wanted to yeah. think about that in, we had great people called Yishmael. Yeah. Rebbe right. Yishmael. Right. Just to get it, because, because Rebbe Yishmael is like, again, the example of someone who, who was a murderer right. who came back. One second, so he came home to... to sir. Yes. So if we accept the Yishmael now, they're Muslims, so are we brothers? Like... Well, uh, well, uh, listen, we can't, it's like, it, it, if well, someone behaves properly, then, then, then they, they're brothers? never rejected. If someone is misbehaving, then there are times that you have to be macabre at them, and there are times that you have to, uh, you have Maybe to ask them to They'll convert in Mashiach. No, Mashiach will come, they don't have to convert. They're going, good, going, 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 good. What time are you going? So Asaph was never sent out of the house, but that's because he hid it? He thought left himself. He was gone. Was yeah. No. Because Yaakov had to leave because Asaph stayed. Right? That's why Yaakov ran away. I don't know. That's, you see, that's another point. Okay, exactly. That's just, be, just because the derech of Yishmael was get out, 
was not repeated by Asa. Asa was not kicked out. Right. And, 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 and the opposite. They sent Yaakov out. He, went, he would go out. He'd like, oh, I want to do it come back in. Yeah, but Rivka sent Yaakov out. Here you have the opposite with a good one. She sent away. Okay, but and they didn't. Right? Know, they didn't really understand. Right, yeah. that, she told them to leave. Rivka knew that. Yeah. yeah, and then she go. said, "Go to Lava," and she sent him out. Go. That's true. To Yaakov, Rivka told oh, Yaakov. Okay. She sent yes. him. She she sent him into the lions then. Right, but For kept Asa sure. at home. He was the bad she one. Separate well, exactly. Keep him out, but she did not kick him out. Right. <clears throat> she wanted to make. She wanted to. So did she go like this? Like just turn her head? Like this is how I like accept. This is how. He was he sneaky. Is. He was sneaky. I don't right. think so. Rivka knew. No, that's why they put the fur on. And that's why they did the whole switch. That's right. Well, no, that's I, don't right. Think, I don't think. I don't think. Okay, I don't think they turned away. I think they, the, the children knew they knew who they are. And there was, I'm sure, a, a, a mom-son conversation. I know who you are, mm-hmm. and I'm not accepting of your behavior, but you're my son. But, and you come home and love his father. Right? Well, I guess, like you said, every case is different. This was a different case. And treat him like goats. <clears throat> that's that's the, all the image of a mafioso, which is Italians, which is Benayi, yes, that they true. murder, <laughs> and the bodies are in the trunk, yeah. and they come home, <laughs> and they eat their mother's food, keep it up. Hey, that's <laughs> 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 Oh, I have to take a look at the video.